Atlanta, right? Home for you? This is T.I. Ah. Hey. Did they play this in Wisconsin? <laughs> they don't Two have radio. years after it came out. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a radio hey. station in Wisconsin. I used to go to Sheboygan every year. You oh, know what I'm that sorry. is? Yes, I know. <laughs> right in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes. Between Milwaukee and Green Bay. I used to speak out there. Hey, y'all. That's not supposed to be recorded. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Keith Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Battle. And I'm grateful to be able to be with you all for another edition of our podcast. This week, I'm very excited because one of my spiritual gifts is eating. Yes, that's my spiritual gift. And one of my favorite places to eat is Milk and Honey Cafe. And today, in studio, we should get like a little applause for that. We have the co-owners of Milk and Honey Cafe. They clapping. We don't have the sound effects. They just did their own. They just, amen. They know how to roll with ghetto. And we have, first of all, Miss Monique Rose. Hello. Monique has an extensive background in the restaurant industry. Having previously owned several restaurants and bars, she is, she's originally from the Midwest. Is that Milwaukee? That's correct. All right. Born then. and raised. All right. That's where Tank's from. Uh, what's um, Eric that's, that's about it. That's it. James Just and That's all they got. <laughs> Two people. Yeah. My cousin, Stooky. Rico Love. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what's see? up. She's from the Midwest, y'all. But now calls Atlanta home and together with her partner, currently have four milk and honey locations. One in Atlanta, Georgia. Washington, D.C. Bowie, Maryland, which I can actually walk to. And I need to walk there given how much I eat when I'm in there. <laughs> and they have uh, a location in College Park, Maryland. Monique's partner is executive chef Sammy Davis. <laughs> Clapping for himself. Yes. <laughs> Any relation to Sammy Davis? No. Um, no? No. You got a real Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy maximized his opportunity in the industry by his performance on the Food Network's hit show Chopped. And he was the winner of the show Chop Redemption. Sammy has traveled the world preparing meals for his clients. And the combination of Monique's management skills and Sammy's culinary skills has made Milk and Honey a smash hit. Sammy, Monique, welcome to the Keep Battle Podcast. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having Pleasure us. Pleasure to yeah. be here. Thanks so much for taking time out of y'all schedule to be here today. First question, we already asked you that, Sammy. Were you named after him? No. Sammy Davis. Uh, coincidence? I think my grandmother, she named, I don't know. No, no. Is your name Samuel? No, it's, it's, it's Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. I mean, that's my dad. Are you serious? Your name Sammy Davis Jr.? Man, my dad's Sammy Davis Sr. Mm. Well, that's kind of how that so, works. So but. my grandmother named her daughter Betty Davis. Oh, y'all just got a, your, your family watched a lot of TV. No, my grandmother slept around a lot and she was sleeping with James Brown. Um, hey. and, so, and somehow I don't know the whole story but I know that's part of the it the guy with the James Brown yeah so she slept with so James Brown a few times and other people in the entertainment just industry just a few well, yeah no. your grandmother I didn't, I didn't go into depth with her no. yeah. uh, about who she slept with yeah, <laughs> yeah. why do you even know who she slept with cause somebody somebody in the family was telling me like, how do we get this name like, I was like what's the whole thing about the celebrity names and she's like grandma was just you know sleeping around with entertainers okay. see y'all y'all what you don't know I just met this brother and I t already don't know when he's lying or when he's joking. <laughs> oh no, I was telling serious. the truth. No, no, like, no. You know, he's one of these truth. people. He's just clowns, right? So he just made that whole so story. So we don't. I know did not, okay. No, no. So I'm any, not they actually are not the owners of Milk and Honey. Not at this all. whole thing. <laughs> it's so, been a roost yeah, the yeah. whole time. <laughs> actually, 
Yes. He's so a dishwasher gonna fake, and I'm the right, host. Right, right, right. We're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to act as if they are really who they say they are. Anyway, anyway, my first experience with milk and honey, I got to start like this. For me, it was a double date. My wife and I went out with a couple. The couple's Dr. Johnny Parker and his wife, Leslin. Love them. Yeah, so they take us out. So they're picking the place, right? And they said they would give us an address. So we know Bellsville because we, you know, I used to have a P.O. box over there. And it's Bank of America's right there. I know that. And they give us an address. So we start pulling up and we're looking for the address. Said this address got to be wrong. Like we we going out to them for a meal, and and the place looked like like one of those school pods or mods, like or something like it, like a trailer, <laughs> trailer. Park. trailer. Right. So I'm like. What's going on here? But the thing was, so I'm already nervous, but the thing was people were standing on the steps, standing out in the parking lot, standing alongside trying to get in. So I said, oh, man. So we got in. They knew something. I think they may have known y'all or something, but they had a way. They got in faster than everybody My else. Mother. So we kind of like yep. walked in like we was VIP. <laughs> right, through, so right, right, right up on the deck. You know, walk past people like, you know, like just kind of, you know how you walk when you 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 got VIP, you just kind of walk different. So right. I walked in there and we got the food and I'm telling you, I've been really, really um, a fan ever since. And I guess what my first question is, so if you all, you know, were based in Atlanta, how'd you get to Bellsville, Maryland? That seems like a real, like so, random thing. Yeah, that's a good question. So this, so this is the part that most people don't know. I had already been in D.C. The restaurant that was there, when you walked up, it had a sign on it that said Swahili Village. So 10 years prior, I had worked for that owner who owns Swahili Village, and that was his restaurant, my friend Kevin, good mm-hmm. friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And so He's telling the truth now, y'all. I can yeah. feel it in his spirit. <laughs> so Kevin, he's getting goosebumps. Yeah, so, so, so during the course of the 10 years, I had some ebbs and flows, some ups and downs. Um it came to the point where I reached back out to Kevin. I was just trying to move back to D.C. from Atlanta, and I was working up and down the coast, uh, up and down the I-90, you know, trying to get from Atlanta to D.C., working for Kevin, because Kevin wanted to build a whole new Swahili village. He had found a building. He wanted to build this real nice restaurant. And Swahili Village is a Kenyan restaurant. Kenyan, gotcha. Yep. And so Kevin wanted to move to a new building down right down the street and build a million-dollar restaurant, which he did, and so I helped him out. And uh, that's that's so I was going back and forth to Atlanta, um, and that's how we ended up. So you took his original space. Yeah. So Kevin didn't want to lose the space. Okay. Because he felt like too many people who was his competition wanted to go in that space. Wow. So he just wanted to keep it to block it. He didn't want anybody mm. else to get it. And so he had mentioned it to me while we were in the process of moving and opening the new Swahili. He was like, Sammy. Um, find something to do with that restaurant because uh, I was like just let it go <laughs> like mm-hmm. what are you going to use it for and he's like no 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 we can't let it go he never really told me why so after the fact mm-hmm. but he's like you know we got to keep the the restaurant space he's like so find something to do with it and I said okay but I never really thought much because we were so busy mm-hmm. and so I said alright and then he hit me he said I got to pay the rent he said what are we going to do with that space and that's when we that's when I proposed that we do milk and honey mm. And you already knew you were going to kind of specialize in breakfast and kind of like, I guess, because that's kind of the niche, right? Yes. It's like a all day you can get any kind of breakfast, eggs and omelets, not omelets, I mean, just grits and. Yeah, you used to do omelets too, amazingly enough. But yeah, Milk and Honey, when I wrote the business plan in 2006, I wrote it as a coffee, coffee cake 
cafe, cafe, cafe. Coffee yeah, cake. coffee cake cafe, mm-hmm. and it was going to. I was piggybacking off of what my friend who owns McDonald's and he was telling me about this coffee thing coming along and stuff like that. And he's like, yo, this coffee thing, like catch this wave, chef. And so brunch was coming along. And so I kind of wrote the business plan like that. And I launched Milk and Honey in Atlanta. You mean Ray Kroc? That's your buddy? Ray Kroc. No, I wish. <laughs> Golly, I wouldn't be sitting here. Me and Ray said, Kroc were friends. You said your buddy that owns McDonald's. You yeah, he mean, owns four of them. Oh, I got you. I got you. No, here's a proprietor. You know, people. I got you. Yeah, oh, I got you. no, he no, no. I don't know again. when you just don't oh, go into that. No, 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 no. My brother Q Rasaw. His name I is Q. You. And he had <laughs> owned some McDonald's. You, can you let me know when he goes into character? You. Okay. You know who I'm talking about, right? I got you. Yeah, so, no, I was talking. How many people talking about the whole coffee thing? So I started writing a business plan for Milk and Honey. And it didn't turn out the way I planned it. Um, I this is 2006 when you write the 2000, plan. 2006, I wrote the plan. And when did you all open that? We start doing business out of there. Or when did you start doing business as Milk and Honey anywhere? Anywhere, 2008. And that was in Atlanta. In Atlanta. When did you start in Belgium? Because Atlanta. That was 2016. So in Atlanta didn't originally work out well, right? Not at all. But 2016, you go to. You're in the DMV, basically, Bellsville. Ten years after writing the plan, and the thing takes off, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the last three, like, that's all you hear about in this area, just really, like, (laughs) milk and honey. Like, and I think that's important for people who are listening who have dreams, like, like, it may take that long before you see, you know, the fruit of your labor. Like, you just kind of hit a wave. And we still ain't seen the fruit of our labor. Like, it's still... Pop. We're still laboring. We're, we're still laboring. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't seen the fruit the part fruit. yet. Go to the you produce the fruit, section. Give it to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I came here for the fruit. You came here for the fruit. We got you covered. We got you covered. Yeah. Now, so the name. Where'd you get the name from? It was a uh, when I was locked up as there a juvenile. This guy had on. Um, that's true. Okay. This, this, you know, you can go to chapel. Really? They have people to come in there and pray for you, mm-hmm. and, every su- and every oh yeah, see, so That's yeah, what I do. So the, the 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 preacher guy who used to come in there, he used to always, pr- uh, God had brought us from a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. He, he used to always uh, say that mm-hmm. either at the beginning or at the end, but in there somewhere, mm-hmm. he used to always. But he was like a light of refuge. He was like a bright spot when you locked up. Yeah, you know, you kind of look. The one thing you try to do, you don't think about the outside world. To do your time, you just got to concentrate on what's in this jail. That's mm-hmm. the best way to get through your time. Mm-hmm. And so he used to, he, he just used to be a nice, <laughs> he was like huge guy, like 6'8", big, deep voice, like a Barry White guy. He's like, God will deliver you into a place flowing with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. And I said, when I get out of here, God's going to put me in a place flowing with milk and honey. Wow. And so I just, the name just always kind of stuck with me. And then mm-hmm. when I got out, I did just like further research. You know, the only thing you got to read when you locked up really is the Bible. And mm-hmm. so, like, I started finding, like, a lot of passages about milk and honey and what it meant to the Israelites and mm. stuff like that. And it makes sense. It was, like, kind of dope to me. Yeah. You know, they, they was always in search for the land flowing mm-hmm. with milk and honey. And it was just a promise that, you know, when you're in a deep, dark spot and you hear that God will deliver you to a place, mm-hmm. you know, flowing with milk and honey is, like, kind of dope. That is dope. It's a dope story, too. When you get, so now you guys seem like you're flowing, right? Four locations. Um, somebody may be listening that uh, who who's ambitious, entrepreneurial, like that wants to do something similar. Like when you're gonna 
build a brand? How do you expand your brand and maintain quality? Like, because it's one thing to have, you know, a location in Bellsville and you're doing okay. But when you try to duplicate stuff, like what have you all found to be the key to maintaining brand quality as you expand? Quality ingredients. Yeah, the the quality of the product is the only way. so important. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Even quality when you miss the mark, yeah. we're still above what somebody's best is because okay. our product is so great. Yeah, we take a hit on the bottom line because of the amount of money we spend on food. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's but it's the only way until you get to the point where you can get a commissary kitchen, and things are made in batches and shipped out through trucks. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, so all we can rely on is buying holla versus texas toast mm. even mm. if you mess up holla a little bit it's still good because it's still holla it's bread. premium bread yeah. yeah you can't mess it up but so much um heavy cream we use you know our cream. grits aren't just grits with water yeah there's i believe you can mess up water it. grits but the grits that we make even if you mess those up a little bit they're still better than the average grits because that's average grits so have important but water. what you're saying mm. y'all made you you paid the price to keep the brand high because mm-hmm. you got to do it that's the key to expanding right yeah it's costing to keep to keep everything at the same level so somebody say well, if you're gonna go you better go to college park right you know what i'm saying you don't mm-hmm. want that right right, right? so they, they stay they, you know and i and i totally believe until you become branded like starbucks and mcdonald's people are gonna say that. where it's automated and you got it and you yeah. got it and you got to eat it because people that eat at buoy won't eat at college park People eat at College Park won't go to Georgia Ave, and it's the same exact. Really, I'm not, for me, I couldn't. I couldn't tell the difference. I've been to two of them. Yeah. Well, you're you're there probably because you said you, you one of your spiritual gifts is eating. Yeah. So you, the food is probably you know the focus for you. A lot of people, um, we become a lifestyle brand. So people are coming for the experience. So mm-hmm. if you're a buoy person, you just like buoy. Okay. You know, yeah, you, that's your yeah. neighbor. You like buoy. Cool. You like food. So you're just gonna yeah. wherever you can get yeah. good food. Yeah. But a lot of our guests um, mm-hmm. have you know fallen in love with the yeah. vibe and the experience. And the is the vibe different at every location? You say every location is from it the is. standpoint of decor or just Both. energy, oh. decor, everything. energy, um, staffing, even you know. Really, I want to get into all that. Painting. Is that the painting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the paintings or the color of the walls? All, all, all of it, that. Yeah. yeah. So who who's the mastermind behind the design of each location? Chef Sammy. Wow, you do that too. You cooking and painting. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, a paintbrush and a spatula, <laughs> and both yeah. just flip them. Yeah. Yep. Man, I'm sorry. Some it's gonna be some paint in y'all's waffles. It actually may be. That. Yeah, that's the, that's our paint version. Yeah, yep. he's a uh, creative in all aspects. It's not just. Um, it's not creative though. It's uh. It's learning from failure. When I built Sabor with Rawl and them, that project was supposed to cost us $200,000. This was going to be my first restaurant that I came to the table with a partner with. And we would say, you know, $200,000. Rawl had one hundred fifty. I was scraping together fifty grand. We was going to open this restaurant in downtown Atlanta by Phillips Arena for $200,000. We was going to turn the entire place into a restaurant. Mm. A year later, not open. It cost $970,000. Raw parents had been retired for 15 years. They had to go back to work. Mm. That's tough. It was the lowest point I had. I was sleeping in the restaurant. Mm. I lost my place. 
Um, it was one of the worst points of my life. Yeah. Me and Raw had a fist fight. I, the police, I couldn't even go back on the property. <laughs> I ended up losing my Invest- everything, investment in it. Mm. You know, um, we ended up with 10 partners by the time it was done. We were selling shares of that restaurant for mm. 100 grand here, 100 grand there. We give you anything you want. Mm. And it never, place didn't stay open six months, even after I was gone. Wow. So I learned from that. Yeah. And that I said, I'll never do it smarter. again. You saying you ain't creative, you just just ain't trying to get burnt again. <laughs> yep. I took a job that summer with a guy who laid sheetrock, and then I took another job with an electrician, and then I was taking everything that it takes to build a restaurant. Yeah. I did a little bit of to learn about all all the facets of it. When somebody yeah. comes to fix the freezer, I'm right there on the heels. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what, what did you hit? Yeah, because they don't do much, but they be they be in there for like nothing. an hour. You write they go check, back to their truck three times. You write a check for twelve hundred dollars <laughs> for somebody that stood for three minutes. Absolutely. And flipped the switch. Absolutely. And told you if you just turn the compressor off and let it de-ice. Yeah. If they tell you, it, yeah. you got to be asking. Because most of the yeah. time they won't tell you. Well, you ain't there watching. Yes. yes. Exactly. You got to yeah. be. You was riding them. Yeah. That's why they. That's why they said that. Yeah. And Incredible. So, and so the interior design came from paying people to paint walls and all that stuff and i was just like man i could probably save myself a bunch of money if i just learned how to do this stuff wow that's great that's great hey y'all we're here with the co-owners of milk and honey executive chef sammy davis jr yeah (laughs) and restaurant cheer is that how you say it? Restaurant tour. Serial entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur. Restaurant tour. Modig Rose. Let's talk about some of the systems that you have to have in place. And also, how did you guys actually beyond the system, let's come back to that. How do you all decide on a location? Like what goes into that decision? How you know when you're gonna the guests something just kinda tell us. the guests Tell me about that. Give me an example. How did, how did you a, get to Bowie? Bowie, Bowie is a great example. We saw the zip code and our POS system come up thousands of times. So you have data on your clients. Yes. Yeah. How do you do that? When you From swipe the, your all, credit card, yeah. <laughs> it uh it come tells on. us it tells Y'all us. Y'all pay attention to that. But more to. but more than that, being in the restaurant, talking to people like you when you come in, like, hey, where'd you you know, how you doing? Yeah, how'd you hear about us? Where you how'd coming you hear, from? You coming from? And when yeah. you constantly hear like people are coming out of Bowie, coming yeah. out of Waldorf, coming out of Oxen Hill, coming out you know you that you know that down there I need yeah, to start traveling yeah. that way. And so you begin like, hey, you know Do y'all just kinda ride around, look, say that might that might work. Do you ever do that? Or you, how do you cause that, I do that, that place y'all know that yeah. place y'all in in Bowie has had like several sassafras was there. People yeah. died. I mean, went in there and they and didn't make it. And that was just a fluke. We were driving around. We were looking for a house. We were looking for a house. Wow. So and that Monique we would be close. thirsty. And I said, and pull over here. See what's, no, remember I said, see what's in here. No, you said positive. you want something to drink. And I said, see, no, but I said, see what's in here. I said, yeah. see what's, because we were just trying to see in, if we lived in the neighborhood, what was in the yeah. plaza, remember? Yeah. So I'm like, and did y'all in. ever buy over there? To, you never no, even moved. we never got approved y'all for there for that. <laughs> we actually got declined for that. I got approved got for approved a restaurant. For, the, for much more money, right? <laughs> this is America we live in. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. declined for the house, but the restaurant we got fully approved for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So and we g- saw the sign and Sammy said, this is crazy. Like, nice. so it's, it's, but it has to be second generation though. 
we don't take white shells. We take second generation. It has to have been a restaurant. Well, we take them now because they pay us to take them, but we didn't used to take them. Yeah, now we got to check to take them. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Tell me, explain them. that. So How's that work? You, I don't know how to explain that. It, it, when you have a strong enough brand or presence, particularly in an area like we do in DMV, um, if you're a developer, you want a hot brand mm -hmm. in your development. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, in real estate, you have what's called an A1 tenant, which would be like a Dunkin' CVS. Donuts, CVS. Something like that, you know, that would attract Jimmy people. Jimmy John's. Yeah, mm -hmm. attract people to your plaza, and then you kind of build from that. That's nice. So Y'all got, that, got that, that level now. Yeah, we've up. reached that point we've where they, point, yeah. where, where they seek it. us out, and they yeah. say. So Y'all got, got some stuff now. So y'all yeah. got some stuff like. You're looking at there's, there's more to come, right? It's so Suitland, Suitland will be our first anchor yesterday. tenant location. Suitland, yeah. right at the nice. Branch Avenue train station. It's called yeah. Restaurant Row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they need to sign us first to make it attractive, attractive to, other to everybody else they want to sign. Now, so y'all y'all know the area well enough to all my Suitland listeners. And there ain't no hate. I'm from Fairmont Heights. It's worse than Suitland. You know that's different, right? Mm -hmm. Than where you are. Yep. What are your thoughts? I was against it at first because I know Suitland. Did yeah. I actually did summer school at Suitland in Are you from here? <laughs> no, you're from Atlanta. No, I'm from Philly. Okay, we're going. So I'm from Philly. I got sent to, I had to go live with a family in D.C. Yeah. So I ended up living in a, in a house in Clinton, Maryland. Yeah. And went to Sarasville for a minute. Yeah, I know all that. But then I had to go to summer school at Largo, and then I had to go at Suitland, too. You got some roots here. Yeah, so you know what's up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Suitland. It's called inside or outside the Beltway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different security system on that building. You read right about it's that? It's different walking the ladies to their cars afterwards. Yeah, somebody but, was just robbed. There. You know, the Branch Avenue was just on the news this morning. How that that girl got snatched off the train. Oh my goodness! Um, mm. Right there. Um, so, I, but I'm excited about it because I see the change coming. Good. And when I when Monique approached me with the project. And I saw how it's going to be mm -hmm. versus how it is. I was like, okay, I'm with it. Suitland, they're on the way. Milk and Honey's on the way. You heard it here. Yeah. That's H Street, exciting. too. H Street is on the way. H January. Street. Well, that's like, that's really popping. H Street, yeah. you know. Let's go a little deeper for all the entrepreneurs tuned in. Um, somebody wants to go into the restaurant business. Don't now, do you it. just kind of heard, right? You think in one minute it's 200000 and it's 970000 what are some, you know, some, if there are true startup costs associated with starting a restaurant, the quality of a milk and honey, because nobody wants to do something that's not high quality. How long should a person expect, reasonably expect to take before they can open their doors? And then how long does it actually take to recoup your investment? Generally speaking, like, you know what I mean? Right. I know those questions cannot be answered specifically in every situation, but what we want to do is set expectation for people. Right. You know, because some people think, you know, y'all open up your restaurant in 2016 and then y'all, you know, were rich. Right. Mm -hmm. But like everything you start takes you a little bit backwards because of your investment before you got this thing. We're down there saying, oh, we'll 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 front load all the resources to get you in. That's right. a new day. Right. But y'all done this four times without that kind of backing. What do you say to the persons who are trying to get started Hey, here's what you're going to have to understand. You have to come out of pocket with. And here's how long you have to live without that. While you're sleeping in the restaurant or whatever. The um, real. 
Yeah. It's hard to say, generally speaking, and using milk and honey is such a bad example because, by the grace of God, we're not the typical restaurant experience at mm-hmm. all. Like, what what we... <laughs> Ain't what no we uh, to stop right? You, some you, you don't want me to videos. say right. <laughs> he don't even know what he did. Right. Uh. <laughs> um, it's 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 a bad example. I hate to. I don't like to use our um story or journey. No, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking yeah. about. No, I think I'm I'm against you. I that's think it's fine. a great example. Be. I agree with him. I think it's a great example because milk Not, he said took, the average. No, well, no, 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 I didn't. Even, I, don't, even I, said the, I said the quality of a milk and honey. Look, to the quality. Oh, well, it, it didn't you start. Put the it quality didn't of two, the work ethic. It no, it didn't start in 2016. True. I think a lot of the people who may be listening, or the people that we see, think that they can cook two, three years, right, and then do milk and honey. Milk and honey didn't pop up 216 and jump mm-hmm. off. Right. Milk and honey started in 1992 when I first was washing dishes. Come on. Developing my right. skills, yeah, and you had yeah. to sleep in the building and you yeah. watched the refrigerator. I've been homeless worker. several times yeah. trying to get milk and honey Understand jumped off. I've lost a lot of people. True, and this fought a partner. Yes, I, I had a fist fight. I've the first milk and honey. I fought Brian McKay and ended up getting put off that premise. I came back from Miami and the locks on milk and honey was changed. I've been we've been through the ringer we to get to twenty sixteen. Yeah, you the dude. Yeah, I ain't, you know what I mean. I'm a bad I'm, I'm business cool, partner. Cool, cool without with us, hey, not doing no business together. <laughs> now that he's telling the truth, mm-hmm. I'm a bad business partner. Why you say that? I don't work well with, with others. others. I just don't. I live in my. Me, Monique and I are together business wise by force by knowing your lane. Mm-hmm. I can't do what she can do. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie. Right. And I don't believe she can do to the level. Of what I can do, mm-hmm. so well, she's not going to win a cooking. Cook. Yeah, I might chop? not. I've been trained by Chef Sammy for four years, so yeah. I might just might, chop, I might, might chop them too. I right. might, I might she win a. I don't know about chop. So you, I'm not so, fast enough for yeah. chop. So, so I'm so too I, slow. I want to so go, 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 go back. I want to go with Sammy because I think you don't have to give. Just in general, mm-hmm. what do people need to understand? You gotta, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta go work for cheap, somebody. Right? Yeah. Like, you gotta, you gotta go work. You gotta. I've, 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 I've built. Man. I've built great restaurants for people before. I tried to build my own. They don't yeah, want this. The, that ge- and I'm respectfully. I don't know your age, but you look young enough to be part of that generation yeah. that <laughs> wants to go on Instagram, cook for a celebrity, and then go open, open a restaurant. A restaurant. Yeah, right. And got right. The, it, it just right. ain't gonna work like and that. And it'd be Ben's. Yes. Next door. Yes. Ben's Chili Bowl. Right. So so. Because they get ideas and say, "Oh yeah, I got a vision. It's going to work. It's going to pop off, right?" Yeah. Right. So how old? Are you, how old? How long ago? So you've been 1992. How old are you now? I'm 44 now. Right. So there's that's a eight. That's a 27 year journey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's you were a teenager when you started. When, when, in in 2001, when I read, when I'm when I worked for Chef Roy Yamaguchi. I I left there. I I tried to steal one of their clients out of Roy's to go cook for them at their house. I said, "Oh, y'all like this?" And I'm trying to backdoor a client. Mm-hmm. Ended up falling on my face in a super kitchen, and these million dollar kitchen. I fell on my face. Me, physically or just, just just I messed up the whole okay, dinner. The they yeah. wanted the dinner. You this didn't have a heavy heavy cream. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know how to. I had never done it before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all that, and they wanted it replicated in their home and stuff like that. I messed up these people's kitchen. Mm. It was just a horrible experience. I jumped out there Try way to too do soon. It fast, too yes. fast, too fast. And so that's when I realized that you got to learn more, develop skills more, work under grace. What's so you're pedigree? saying, Sammy, you're saying 
the investment is time. And There's no way around is, that. I'm, you said I'm you might not be able to put a dollar amount on it, but right. don't think you're going to go in to jump. I always say this, right? Like like y'all in the restaurant business, right? And you're an entrepreneur, but you, you kind of have some some acuity or, or acumen in this space, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say y'all just decided tomorrow y'all going to go into the uh, sports business. You're going to get a team or whatever. Y'all can go in there. Well, you don't know nothing about that, right? So right. every industry you walk into, you walk in in kindergarten. You walk in with a beer boy and you don't know nothing. You got to hope you get the right relationships with people who are willing to be patient with you, right. who are willing to show you how this works, and that you have enough capital to sustain you through lean times. That's another thing I'm talking about. Undercapitalization. It's that, yes. Or just over-expenditures, like, to me, is the worst. Yeah, you her, need capital? We're we on two different th- I agree yeah. with her. Yeah. She agrees with me on mine, but her pet peeve is people that spend too much. Mine is, why you, you can't come in this business and not have six months of rent. That's what the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You got to act as though nobody's going to come to those stores. No, unless you've been cooking since 1992. Then you can because you have enough relationships. True. You got to understand that Beltsville was started with $5,000. That's all we had. We had five grand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. (laughs) Beltsville was built with $5,000, not a dime more. Now, the sweat equity was worth hundreds of thousands. Because I built it. I I also had a relationship with somebody who was just holding it to defend against other people. Yeah. But he didn't know. Right. Yeah, no, I he said it wouldn't work. Play defense yeah. against no, no, he knew. He, no, he didn't know that you were going to be successful. Oh, no, he no, didn't. Yeah, he knew to the point where he said, I bet you you can have all the money. You don't owe me nothing because you ain't going to get it done. Yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said at the table literally. across from us so, so, and so. laughed while he wrote the check. No, Laugh. this man, this man, this man literally laughed. Here's $5,000. <laughs> You're yeah. so stupid. You. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. And we was like, and I got it from that table and I said, give me 30 days. That motivated you. It oh did. yeah, you were motivated. Yeah. Wow, this is great stuff, you So so, and that five thousand bought three million dollars. We did that, three, that million three million our first, first year. Forty five mm-hmm. seats. Yeah, in a it trailer. was tight in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was behind. <laughs> slide on the floor one time. Yes, yes yeah. I bet you that did. That place is a walking lawsuit. It's slick as a mug. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about it now. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it felt like a skating ring in here. Oh my god, that place was horrible. Yeah, it had the wrong tiles, so, the wrong everything. So, so somebody's already in, right? Let's talk to the person. They're listening. They're already they're already in the business. They, they they're doing restaurant, whatever. At some level, they're cooking. They're providing food service. They might be catering. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, what are some of the, the things that they have to know to be successful? If you're already in the industry, you're already working, what are the things that, take, that separate good from great or average from excellence in this industry, in y'all's opinion? Focus, to me, is a big thing. You mm-hmm. can't do all things well. Wow. So, so focus your menu? Focus. Your, fo- your specialty? And I would start there. Focus okay. there and... And do something better than anybody else does it. Good. Master something. Yeah. Then you can expand. Nice. Then you can, now you can start, you know, grabbing some other parts of the pie. Yeah. But to start out, do 
We did 10 things. We had a top 10 menu. And y'all wouldn't adjust them joints for We're nobody. We're not changing it. Look, I go you in there and say, look, I can't handle dirty. They would say, hey, we don't do the people. Right. <laughs> just say, they just say, before, before I get the sentence, I can't, we don't do no. Uh, <laughs> Modifications. Hey, we can't do no. Nah, this is what you do. You get yes. your, your blood pressure going to go up. Right. <laughs> but I see, wait, I got something recently and it, y'all took, y'all modified it. Yeah, well, again, we, we now. Yeah, it grows. As we grow. Star, 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 Starbucks, told, Starbucks told you they would never sell food. But now they do. Now they do. I know they got the, the market. The market sometimes pushes you in a direction right. that you. And this is for business. Sometimes you got to go with the with the flow with the with the so people. Because so many people have allergies. The food allergies is a big issue. Changed, yeah. We say yeah. we would never do vegan food. Our Atlanta menu has vegan, vegan items on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so contemplating a whole new concept called vegan junk food now. And we don't. And we hate. Well, I, right. I don't hate thing, right? <laughs> That's yeah, not, not his thing. Me, uh, yeah, do but. I look like a vegan? I'm not. <laughs> nah. Yeah. There's Did, some big vegans now. Whoa. They eat potatoes. They, that's and, it. They yeah, don't just eat, lot the, of carbs. They don't just eat the lettuce. Yeah. What, what would you all say is the hardest part of this business? Family. What is the hardest part? Freaking family. What do worst. you mean by that? Don't hire your damn family. Okay. So, so, not so in this business. That doesn't work for that people you... Your relationship in the restaurant you. business, it requires no, no, a level. I'm wrong. I'm <laughs> sorry. Hold your thought for a second. Just let me put this in there. Mm. Get them in at the bottom, maybe. Yeah. But if you're successful already, there's two. Am I saying that right? Yeah. If yes you're successful no, but already, it's too late to bring them in at the bottom. Or uh, what? Maybe. Because once the ball is rolling, it's very hard to to bring people up to speed to where you need them to be. See, the thing with family is. 99% of them are not qualified to do the job that you right. want them to do. Right. Right. Or, or need them and, to and, do. And oftentimes, sometimes family members, oftentimes, sometimes, they're not motivated. That's true. He gonna find me. Right. I'm, There's that sense I'm of entitlement too. Yeah. I'm his cousin, yeah. Jamie. Exactly. That's exactly how they act. That's exactly oh, how sure. they Yeah. And look, how look, dare you, you require when you, anything. When you got the fourth study party, we made it. I'm, I'm, I'm a chaplain for, for the Washington Wizards and one of the guys on the team told me when he got drafted, he said all his boys was over there. They said we made it. Yeah, and he said he said he said they was dead serious. Yeah, I, I think dead serious. I'm, I'm gonna say this because I don't want to put the family thing on everybody. I don't know how it would have been if they was there scrubbing them floors in Beltsville with me when we had the five thousand. I but think you that's what they should have afforded them then, right? Well, I think that's when you can. I think, I think if your family's with you. I've worked for people who couldn't. I worked for Kevin who couldn't afford. Yeah, Kevin, we, I didn't tell you this part of the story. Kevin stopped paying me. Yeah. See, he couldn't afford me, me no more. You the Swahili guy? Yeah, yeah Kevin okay. stopped. I was riding up here on the mega bus. That's how bad money had got. Mm-hmm. I was taking a 14-hour mega bus trip here. Kevin sat me down halfway through the project and said, look, the money has run out. I just need you to stick with me. You see what I'm saying? You got to believe in somebody I don't know. Go go ahead. Enough go to ahead. not. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's good advice. That's a different though. commitment, though. Yeah. When somebody, but restaurants you had to are love different. cooking too. Like he wasn't asking you to come up here. To, no, I believe to paint. in people's. I buy into people's vision, and I don't believe but you in. You weren't. You weren't catching a bus fourteen hours to come up here to paint. No, 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 no. Come up here to cook. Right. No, I didn't cook for him. He was them. a consultant. I was just a consultant. Yeah, he didn't I'm want him to cook. Who, he didn't mean, want me to cook. I don't know how to cook Kenyan Kevin food. Kevin was not touching his Nah, <laughs> I don't know how to cook. He told me I'm not even allowed in the kitchen. He's like, oh, get, get out of here. Uh, yeah, I am confused now. I didn't yeah. know that. I, yeah, I was just a, I was just his consultant with 
buy this piece of furniture. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you if you have a million dollars, if you have only five hundred thousand, and you think it's gonna cost you seven hundred fifty, I can get it built for five hundred thousand. I'll show you where to cut costs. I'll bring. I got a call on. I have relationships, so I called Monique and said, "Look, I got to do this bar menu. Can you do it for me? I can't pay you, but I'll owe you some money." And Monique's like, "Uh, let me call you back." And then I got to call her again. No, this is really. I'm like, uh, let me please can you please do it for me and she's like okay so I gotta find some money to pay her with hey Kevin look give me $500 at least to, to give her something you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying so we can get this done so I'm that guy in a consultant form I'm right. not just kitchen oriented yeah so that that's so, so what so the for you, so, the hardest thing family what would me. you say the hardest thing is in this business in this industry the hardest thing staffing yeah Staffing is getting the right people, good people, dependable. Getting people Anybody. like Bowie, there's no public transportation there. It's very difficult to get. You have a very mm -hmm. limited pool in any industry, but particularly in the restaurant industry, which is transient, and people can go tomorrow and get a job someplace else, making mm -hmm. you know fourteen dollars an hour because minimum wage is what it is mm -hmm. in DC. You know what I mean? So the staffing um, has been the biggest challenge, I think. Mm -hmm. um, if we could somehow and i know it's you know it's just it is part of the business if we could somehow get that part under control mm -hmm. i think everything else would kind of well, fall you can put in, in a plug right now who people should reach out to if they're looking for work oh they can go yeah. to our website milkandhoneycafe.com you pick the location that you want to um apply yeah. for and you can do it right there we are we constantly hire every single day for every position wow wow yes. what you need a chaplain uh, come by. See, as a chaplain, that what might I would actually do, help. What you I might would need do some is, prayer. let me tell you what I would do, right? For y'all, I, mean, I would eat free, right? Three, three no meals. No problem. Right. And then I would tell you how how the cream is. And I just walk around and pray to myself. Right. Just, just to pray out loud, offend people. You know, you got all kinds of people. You don't want right. to do that. So I basically just put some good energy in the building. Yeah, just eat. Yeah. They and check prayer. the food too. Right. <laughs> they need prayer. They need prayer. I yeah. noticed that y'all are not open the same hours everywhere. Is that just another kind of like evolution based on the need of the area? So some I see some places y'all open till ten at night. Right. In some places, is that just because how it evolves? That's purposeful. Or the, or the, yeah, that's the guest the telling you what what um, College Park originally was just eight to four, just like Bowie. And then when people start pulling on that door at five and six and seven, because we're in a plaza there in College Park and there's a Buffalo Wild Wings and a Chipotle and a Potbelly and a, we're let's next see. door to Sarku. They start pulling on that door. You're like, okay, let's you stay. It, let's stay. So you gotta make, stay. it has to make sense. So, right. so in the beginning of a business, when you're a mom and pops and you don't have books this thick that you've written to tell you the direction, you don't want to overexpose yourself. Mm -hmm. Minimize your exposure and your in the beginning mm -hmm. and the risk. So the eleven to four when we the eleven to three when we first opened was just to minimize the exposure. Mm -hmm. You're overexposed if you try to go eight to eight. You may mm -hmm. not have coverage. There's more Labor things that can more, go wrong. Yeah. Labor mm -hmm. goes up. You put a lot of pressure on yourself. You can perfect your craft from eleven to three mm -hmm. and develop it. You can always grow out. But if you go eight to eight in the beginning and you keep condensing it, mm -hmm. you send a word out to your people to the consumer that you're not confident in what you're doing. The minute you lose consumer confidence is the minute you've lost your business. Man, you Message! Man, would you have a bell for that? <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, that's what's up. I appreciate that. Let's go a little deeper into the business side of it. Right now, I could be wrong, but it seems that your current business model is you two are at least um, 
uh, the face of the business um, and the owners on paper as well. Are there any future plans ex for expanding the brand via investors who want to take stake in the company? Is that part of the plan? I mean, and if that's, you know. Yeah, it, it um, is something you've It is something we've about. considered. It is something we've been at a table and turned down a seven-figure deal. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. recently just happened. That just happened yesterday, actually. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, lawyers told us not to take it. Yeah. Mm. Um, they and said we wasn't ready. It took, it took our attorneys saying to us what we already knew. Sometimes you have to have somebody mm -hmm. that just nudges you in the right direction. Yeah. You've heard Sammy's story. Uh, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, teenage mom. You know, I wasn't homeless and things, but we both have a background that somebody slides a seven-figure check in front of you. Take you it, take it. Yeah, I remember you know? LeBron's story about that? No. So LeBron was in high school. I'll make this quick. When LeBron was in high school, you know, it was already clear he was going straight to the NBA. So LeBron, one day, he gets a plane a plane ticket to New York. Reebok flies him into New York City. Um, and he's so poor that he's wearing, like, uh, he's got, like, this trench. There's not a Parker that his mom bought him and stuff. He's, like, looking like just a kid. He flies in. They sit him at a table. He says the table was long, so long. The president of Reeboks at the end of the table, and he can't remember who else was there. I forgot who he said. And the guy doesn't really say much to him, but he starts writing in the book. He tears the check out of the book, and he slides it down the table. The check says $10 million. And he's 17 years old. He lives in Akron. He's living in with his mom, and they probably have nothing. And he says, something in him said, if Reebok's willing to give you 10, how much would Nike give you? Exactly. Mm. 17. Yeah. And he said that was one of the best because they would have owned them because one of the things they were saying is, you belong to us for your career. Yeah. Because mm. he was 17. Right. But 10 million. So, but he, he didn't take it. Wow. Which was amazing. Yeah. So to resist what y'all did is pretty cool, you know, saying, hey, nah, we're not going to take this. We're going to take the advice of somebody. Who's saying we're not ready? It's hard, yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. But you got to enter particularly in business with the exit strategy. Mm -hmm. And and that is what has evolved for us. And I think now we have a clear exit strategy. And it doesn't include selling too soon right now. It mm -hmm. includes us really building this and making this what we know that it could be. Um, and increasing the valuation to the point where that seven-figure check, you know, is nice. That's but part of your business plan has to be a partnership because I'm not in agreement with Monique and them. Mm -hmm. My thing is, Sam, I got 27 years of working it. My back hurts every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take anything Yeah. from $5,000 to where I come from to, sure. to yeah, now. Sure. Yeah, I'll take anything. But if you have that partnership where the decision has to be made together, yeah. you probably won't make a bad decision because I keep telling them yes. Right, yeah. right. No, I'm like, I'm like they're go, saying no. Do you still work every day? <laughs> yeah. And do you do you decide where you're gonna go, or you just cook at home and then just drop all stuff? What do you? How do you decide where you're going each day? To which one is doing bad? You try where to support you the where most. the most. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Can I go a little deeper? Mm -hmm. Sure. So you two are in a relationship. Yeah. Right? Yes. One thing I read, you know, I read this somewhere that you are either you are. Are each other's fiance, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, from a business standpoint, first of all, who breaks the tie if you two don't agree on a decision on the direction of the company? Sammy does. Okay. 
And then two, how are y'all able to navigate between being business partners and relationship partners? You well? don't. We're not. Monique read something. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was spiritual or one of those things that she reads in the morning. And it said that what? Um, I can't quote, quote it. it exactly, but it basically said that stop trying to draw a line between the two because there it is. It ain't going to work. There mm-hmm. is no line. There, there, no. One is the other. Once you... Once you're in a I relationship and you're in a that, business relationship, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's exactly what it is. If you try to, you'll beat your head on the wall trying to separate them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it no, it's no way you're going to lay up in the bed and not talking about what happened at Bowie or what happened at College Park. Sure. It just ain't going to happen. Sure. Your, Monique jumps out to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning to go check numbers. The phone starts ringing at 4.30 in the morning. People are calling in and a whole bunch of stuff is going on. You, you just can't. We're on vacation the whole time. Monique's on the phone the whole time trying wow. to run yeah business that's where the problems occurred when we really really had a problem was trying desperately to separate it right get off your phone yeah to say to me at five in the morning when you don't know what's going on on my phone right now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean stop no i need you here and present it's just you can't there's you were forever but his so i think we finally have I mean, we we got engaged January, February. I moved out. We didn't talk about. We didn't talk about for four months. I was gone, and then I came back. And there's no wedding date set or nothing like that. We haven't even thought about a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too. too, I couldn't even imagine where we were cramming in at. Yeah. When we who? Yeah. Yeah, Somebody asked me that. I think like the lady who planned our um, grand opening. Get married at Bowie. And then had a repass at College Park. That's probably the repass. Yeah. What is it called? A, a reception. reception. We didn't die. Yeah. Well, he will. Thanks, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. They say the Late man dies when he get married. These are called handcuffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, last question before we get into what I call rapid fire: What do y'all hope that we can expect to see going forward as it relates to milk and honey? We know about Suitland. Like, is there like what can we expect to see? We twenty twenty. We will evolve. To a, we're we're a restaurant. We serve great food mm-hmm. all day, all mm-hmm. the time. Um, I think that's what we'll focus on in 2020. Would you agree? That we just, um, like I said, we're a brand that serves really great food all the mm-hmm. time. Not to be boxed into this brunch market or breakfast all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we just are a restaurant that serves really good food all the time. That has the great energy, great vibes, and um. You could be defined. Years ago, you were able to be defined. 2010 years ago you could define your niche now burlington is not burlington coat factory they're just burlington yeah starbucks is not starbucks coffee they're just starbucks right we we learned the hard way or we're learning that not to define us in our name Mm -hmm. where you just got it and that's a big business thing especially for those up and coming now Mm -hmm. don't lock yourself in a niche because once you lock yourself in a niche it's the ebb and flow. So when things come and go and you're locked in there, mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of that. Yeah. Right. That niche. You're a child actor. It's just hard for people to see you as a grown-up, serious yeah. actor. You're always a child actor in the eyes of... We never, <laughs> Still Lil Willis. Right. Yeah, Gary <laughs> Coleman, yeah. Still, we're talking about Willis. Yep. Yeah. Even his, he, when he was security in... Uh, you couldn't take... Yeah, who, he, he, he jumping he, on he, cars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> That's funny. He really was jumping on cars. Grabbing <laughs> <laughs> windshield wipers. Because nobody took him serious. He would say, I stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he you get out of the What you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's funny. Imagine seeing Gary Coleman at, at, at Home Depot doing security and you took it. Like, I would know, you really man. stop? I know, man. He's Gary, he's Gary Coleman. So I think that's a great example that you brought up of yeah. don't lock your 
yourself yeah too yeah. far yeah. too yeah. too far and you can define your niche in the building but don't define it on the outside of the name you want every you want to be general market the, i think it was sydney portier who told denzel washington the best advice he ever got in the industry and he said what should i do you know he was you know an oscar winner and all that he says make sure you're careful about what roles you'll play because you're locked into the yo, yeah. Did you ever notice? It's, it's a, it's a, his name, Nicholas Cage. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All he does is dark stuff. Right. Because nobody will you let him do comedy. He yeah. can't do mm -hmm. a comedy with 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 what's the guy, Bruce Almighty guy, like you know the guy who played yeah. Bruce Almighty. What's the guy's name? David Carey. Oh, John, Jim uh, Carrey. Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Yeah. So he can't. He can't. He can't get out of that space. Yeah. Anyway, here's this is called rapid fire, y'all. We're almost done. Is when I, I ask you all a question and you answer it as quickly and succinctly as possible. All right. Okay. Y'all ready? Together. Succinctly no, means short. Just short. Oh, just yes. short. Yeah. <laughs> that's that Prince George County education man is coming out. Oh, that's actually filling off your public school. That's <laughs> even worse, huh? Yeah. Here it is. Your three most popular patrons who have actually either come into Milk and Honey Cafe or carried out. Three most popular. Three most popular. A uh, regular. Is there from the the guy from where I was at Baltimore? Um, what's the face's mom, the basketball player that you like? Who oh, passed yeah, away? Lynn Bias mom. Lynn Bias oh, mom. Lonnie. Yeah, Doctor yeah, Lonnie. Yeah. And who else? Give me a third. Most popular. Come you on. You said a regular. Who's a regular? His name is regular. <laughs> oh, that's the person. He's a clothing name. brand like an Indian. Oh, okay. He's pretty popular. Nice. He comes, I think, every day to get a takeout. Literally. The lady drives that metro bus. Comes every morning, but I don't know her name. Yeah, sorry. She drives the metro bus. <laughs> That's pretty important. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's what I want. You should ask her, can she pick up people and take them to Bowie? Just say, can you just <laughs> right, do it can you just, Right, exactly. Yeah. We need somebody <laughs> to help solution. us get to, get to Bowie. Uh, somebody's, uh, next question. Average grocery bill per restaurant per week? <laughs> oh. $25,000. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not average. Per week, yeah. That's quality a lot of product. That's quality a lot of product. product. Quality. I wish we could get it down. <laughs> wow. We're working on it. I bet when they see y'all coming, they be like, "Oh, praise the Lord!" <laughs> oh, they do. Come Our on. salesperson just won a trip. We buy so much. We buy so much. Yeah. That our salesperson is winning trips. He's yeah. the top one percent in the whole company deep, because of us. Deep. They like, yeah. a whole company. That he be on days when he off. He be like, "Well, y'all, y'all coming in today? I'll call. I'll take. I'll <laughs> oh, he in. comes in and takes the order for us. For, for, we yeah, don't, we don't for have vacation. To, yes. Nice. Next question: What are each of yours two favorite restaurants besides Milk and Honey, and why? Your two favorite restaurants? So, so. Oh, mine each. is mine is one on K Street, the the pasta place. I don't know. Yeah. RPM. RPM. Yes. And uh, Ricardo's in New York City. Oh, that's, that's a new one. He just stole my. Okay. I took him there. He said, "That's okay." Um, oh, this is tough. Uh, I like um, what's the one out at the mall that I like? Um, Eddie V's. Okay. Yes, Eddie V's and uh, Papados, Windy Hill in Atlanta, Marietta, Georgia is my favorite. Good Lord, do you work for them? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna open a Papados one day. That's the next movie. <laughs> didn't even said it about milk and honey. I'm sorry. She, she ain't gonna open one of those. <laughs> <laughs> What's a compliment you could never get tired of hearing at Milk and Honey? This is the best I've ever had. Yeah, this is the best. This is the best. Good. This one is a little long. Each of you tell me your typical morning routine on a work day. <laughs> you get up and argue. 
<laughs> I get on Monique's so nerves. So go, go on but your routine. By the time he gets up, you've already been up. So what do you start, right? Yeah. You get up at four. Yeah, you wait I get till up six four. to argue. That's exactly, exactly. what happens. So, so okay. I, I get up at four. I um, check email, text messages that I miss seven shifts, which tells us who's not coming to work or is coming to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray. Um, oh, yeah, this is a quick. Okay. Um, and then what's after that? Um, I get Jaden up. That's my daughter. Get her ready for school. Drop her off at the school uh, bus stop. Come back. By then, Sammy's usually up. Probably with some stupid holiday hat on <laughs> to irritate me. He's holding a Snoopy mug. He's watched the news to decide what we're going to argue about for today. Oh, but we have to argue. It can't be. That's how I start. Once you stop arguing, that means you don't care. Yeah, if he agrees <laughs> with me, he'll play devil's advocate just to argue with me mm-hmm. so that's how we start every I morning i keep her engaged because <laughs> monique's not engaged with what goes on in the hey, world hey monique yeah. you don't know how literal that is right exactly you know, keep oh, yeah, me yeah, engaged yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what he's doing every day right uh next question your favorite city in the world and why Ooh, vegas charleston south carolina Food. i'm going with bellsville Wow. <laughs> in the whole world okay. people ain't even heard of it right that's where that Bellsville took off didn't right. it? your favorite store and why go the I know face. yours North Face no I thought you were gonna say Home Goods I would have lost oh it. I'm sorry yes, yes. Home Goods yes, Home Goods is his favorite right. yeah um, I live my, there my favorite store is Zara if we're talking like shopping Zara. yeah like Zara, Zara. Yeah. Like Zara. Uh, favorite sports team Philadelphia Eagles Packers Eagles got the worst fans ever, ever in history. They'll fight you. <laughs> Dude, you serious? Yes. They are so serious. It's horrible. <laughs> Packers, yeah. You ever been to Lambeau? Yes. No. They don't look like people. I've never been there. I have been to Lambeau. I got a quick story. I landed in Milwaukee. I was supposed to speak in Sheboygan. No, I was speaking in Green Bay. I landed in Milwaukee. When I landed, I didn't know. It was two feet of snow. 24 inches, right? Mm. And you know here, two inches, everything, get your kids. Right. right? Yeah. 24 That's inches. Regular. I land. I come out. Because a guy named Dave Justice, he picks me up. So I get in the car. I'm like, man, why didn't you tell me? He says, why? I said, if you tell me it was snowing like this. He said, oh, that's no big. I said, well, I could have went back. You didn't have to waste money on the flight. I'm thinking the event's canceled. No. I said, he said, we don't cancel. I said, schools were open today? Yes, it could be a blizzard. You are going to school. You ever been? So they, they have snow walls. Yeah. Like you riding down the street. Yep. It's just they shovel the snow up yep. into a wall. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know when to turn? Yep. Then every now and then something will open up. It'll be a 7-Eleven right there. Then you go in this wall. He says, cars have driven into the wall. They can't find people for days. Are you serious? Says, yes. It's crazy, <laughs> man. Milwaukee, that's a they crazy another city. Yes, All right, here we go. Next question. Five to ten people between the two of you that y'all would love to cook for and serve. Oh. Who's on your I love Oprah. Cook- Oprah. Oh, gosh. Michelle Obama. You need to go faster. Ellen DeGeneres. I hate Oprah. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying she got took your oh, name. She just loves Oprah. Um, you said you said three, Oprah, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. I don't want to cook for Barack. Uh, why not? On, he man. wants to cook for Trump, probably. He's like arguing yeah, about he, everything. Yeah, he is. Just, you want to cook for Trump? Who's my other two? Who else would you I serious? want to cook for? Okay. Um, you know this? This just okay. for you. Sit for you. What's the guy who plays Ghost on uh, Power? I just started watching uh, that. Omari Harvey, because she's in love Omari with him. Omari Harvey. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with him. I do like Power, though. And she's watched this whole thing. In <laughs> I watched six yeah, seasons yeah. in like a week. Um. Give me one more. Do name your four, five, and then I can think of my Kevin last Gates. One. Oh, Who's that? Rapper. Kevin Gates. That the he rapper. thinks he's related to. We're brothers. 
in his mind. Um, I do want to cook for Oprah. You can steal mine. I already cooked for um, T D Jakes. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, the other Texas pastor, Joel Osteen. Yes. Uh, those two and uh. Come on, one you more. just said Trump, man. Go ahead, and stick to your guns. No, I don't know who listens to this show. And I don't <laughs> <want> to <listen laughs> you don't want to lose no guests because <laughs> you want to cook for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Monique said Trump, <laughs> though. Yeah. I would definitely never. I, I would actually want to. So Michael I could, Jordan. So I could say, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Michael Jordan. Um, well, I would say Maya Angelou, but she's passed, so I gotta pick somebody alive. Yeah. Uh, right, let's you go. With, five to ten. You yeah, that's we good. We good. We good. We good. Yeah. Name three people who have inspired you in your life or still inspire you. Who are you inspired by? Mm. Oprah. <laughs> inspiration to me. My mother is definitely an inspiration. Work ethic wise, I think that's where mm -hmm. I develop. And she, to this day, you mm -hmm. know, outworks everybody. So that's an inspiration. Um, my, uh, my children inspire me although they indirect they don't even realize it but my desire for them to be greater than what i am and you know was pushes good. me yeah good, good. yeah sammy actually inspires i had a fourth you you inspire me didn't well, make my, the top three but yeah, yeah sorry four you down there <laughs> so magic johnson hmm. the who inspires me you just talking to him on the phone on the way here Pastor Mike. Yeah. Mike Pastor, Freeman? Yeah. Good. He's my Love guy. Him. Yeah. Dr. Mike Freeman. Apostle. Apostle. Yeah, apostle. He's apostle. Get it right. He didn't Dr. get the papers, though. Yeah. Dr. Dee, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Darnese. Dr. Dee Dee's. Assistant. Assistant. Okay. I don't know her. It's good. Like, good see that? folks. The, the role that she plays, and you don't even know her. That's why <laughs> I she I think I've seen them on the plane together. That's why she inspires you? Yeah. I, seen, I think I've seen her she, travel with, with she, Dee Dee. I worked, when I lived in their house and worked with them, that lady would lay down her life for them. I haven't seen anybody work harder mm -hmm. in my and life. And so loyal, yeah. And so loyal mm -hmm. ever in my life. Yeah. yeah. She holds them to such a high... That I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's your sister. Mm -hmm. She's like, no. That's Pastor Mike, mm -hmm. and that's Doctor Dee Dee, and don't you ever forget it. Mm. Yeah, nice. That yeah. lady comes that. out of her house. You know, her house is right next door to theirs, but she stay, she'll stay in there and knock out every dish that I mess. She won't. That house will, will be left at the perfect. top, perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. For if nobody else shows up, mm -hmm. when that lady Maria. Leaves to go out of like she's there. Mm -hmm. Do you not like that house? Is like, <laughs> yeah, we've been in it. Yeah, yeah that house is. She'll she's cleaned the whole house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, from top to bottom, scrubbing mm -hmm. tubs. Like, for for somebody to be that loyal mm -hmm. to some. You to, remember the house? Yeah, it's it's they, it's, they, it's, they it's uh, with kids. Oh, for real? Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. so so you so you know, and for mm -hmm. her to just always be traveling and to, and to and to lessen yourself so to allow, somebody, to allow else to. somebody else and the fact that you said you don't even know who she is but she plays a pivot she knows her role mm -hmm. i can't wait till i can be in the role what monique is working on so i could just be the plug in her back and get out of there mm -hmm. and just it's, mm -hmm. it's such like mm -hmm. i've been like i've seen i've lived with little wayne i've seen the team 
push and just stay out of their camp. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. cause cause the human in you says, let me let me get in this mm-hmm. photo, but you can t- you don't know one person that's around that man. Mm-hmm. When them cameras, they step, they all step back, but mm-hmm. they work just as hard. To me, I think that is so noble that Monique can get behind and work twice as hard as me for le- for half the recognition. That's good. That's, that's like good. crazy. He just bless you. And then. double the money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she makes she she takes the money, mm-hmm. but, but I'm just still kidding. though to 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 beat a to beat a you didn't know why Run DMC was hot. You didn't know Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you didn't know who Russell Simmons was mm-hmm. at all. You didn't the the white guy Rick Rubin. You knew who none of those people were. I think is. I think it's dope when people know how to play the tambourine. There you go, Chris mm-hmm. Rock played the tambourine. Yeah, mm-hmm. have you Chris, watched Chris, that? Chris, have you watched that? Mm-hmm. Watch that. It's it's real funny, but throughout that he makes it's a, a real point message. at the end that you never saw coming. Where he said he lost his wife because he never knew the lady he in the church. Her. You know the choir is going, mm-hmm. but it's always somebody who knows how to That's play the she tambourine. Do. She yeah, plays the well. tambourine. Yeah, she does. Like like I'll just say, hey. I want to. I want to meet the people from Milk and Honey. I want to interview on the podcast, and she'll make it happen. She'll. <laughs> I, I want to do a retreat. I want to do a conference, and she'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. never see her face or right. her picture. It just happens. Right. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. This podcast wouldn't even be recording if it was just the three of us. We just wasted all this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know when me, when Monique and I get in arguments, I tell her that's that every she's morning. Yes, yeah, I, I tell her that she doesn't do anything. I'll be like, this ain't because of you. It's because of because of me but deep down inside we ain't here sitting if Monique ain't a part of it right. and I know that even though you know because I got a I don't know you know just the ego inside you just like, hey mm-hmm. you know what do you really do mm-hmm. you know, but <laughs> but that stuff that she like I'm not getting up at four you in the should morning work to, with me one day we should do that yeah. you know I don't even Get know how to do ADP no. hey Monique check this out yes remember remember this section is called right it was rapid fire. Rapid fire, yeah. So he just took 10 minutes to answer a question. But remember, you were stalling a little bit. He's like, hurry yeah. up. Rush yep. him. He always do He can't help himself. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's called petty. Exactly. Yep. So Here's the last he's question, the king y'all. of petty. <laughs> just in case someone listening has never had the amazing experience of eating at your restaurant, why should they make sure they don't leave this earth without visiting Milk and Honey Restaurant? Shrimp and grits. That's it. Three words. Yeah. Shrimp and grits. I agree with that one. Get your life right. Trim yes, grits. Exactly. Awesome. How can people keep up with y'all? Follow y'all. Follow us on y'all. Instagram, Milk and Honey, the number two, Milk and Honey DC, Chef Sammy Davis, and the Monique Rose. Um, that's about it, I think. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Monique Rose and Sammy Davis Jr., co owners of Milk and Honey Cafe. Woo! Oh, clap. And they are killing the game <laughs> in the restaurant business. <laughs> They've given us a lot of helpful insight this week. We learned about rap. There's somebody named Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates. And somebody mm-hmm. to come in a restaurant named Regular. 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 Yep. Regular, you out regular. there. Regular. Man, keep spitting, man. <laughs> keep spitting on them people. I hope it bless y'all. I thank you for tuning in again to another edition of the Keep Battle Podcast. And don't forget to go by our website at sagacitycompany.com to keep up with us. And I look forward to being with y'all again next week right here on the Keep Battle Podcast.